this is it. I believe this is what God wants us to do. And then those crazy, frightening three words, let's do it. Welcome to the Journey to Impact podcast, where we show you how to turn your unique passion into a strategy to change the world. We are nearing the end of our series on the basics of impact. Today, Ed shares maybe the most important piece of the entire journey to impact, which is taking the first step and getting started. It's time to get off the bench. Let's do this. Here's your host, Ed Gillentine. Hello, this is Ed Gillentine. Thanks for joining us on this podcast in our series, The Basics of Impact, which is going deeper into the ideas and principles in the book, Journey to Impact. We've covered a lot of subjects, a lot of topics over the course of these podcasts. We've talked about your unique impact sweet spot. We've talked about signs of success, warning signs, the principles behind the idea of relentless forward progress. We even powered through the impact toolbox that was filled with tax and organizational principles. And now we've come to the end of this particular series on the basics of impact, and it's time arguably for the most important thing you need to do, and that is to get off the bench, to act. If you and I listen to all these podcasts, if we read all these books, go through all the planning processes and the strategic planning meetings, but we don't execute, we don't act, I'd have to think we probably just wasted a lot of time. There's a poem I really like by a theology professor from the early 1900s named Dr. J.S. Baxter. And this is what he wrote. They on the heights are not the souls who never erred or went astray or reached those high rewarding goals along a smooth flower-bordered way. Nay, those who stand where first comes dawn are those who stumbled but went on. And then the great Theodore Roosevelt said these oft-quoted words, It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. And up till now, these podcasts have been about preparing for the journey. And that's really important. And it's, frankly, a challenging balance to reach. But now, the time is for action. It's time to get in the car. It's time to get on the airplane. It's time to begin the journey. I distinctly remember when that happened to me relative to our work in Ethiopia. We had spent around five years working through all of the principles that we've talked about in these podcasts, building our unique framework for impact, designing our plan, 
researching opportunities, learning about the culture. But there was a really clear point in time where I knew it was time to make the decision to either fish or cut bait, frankly. My good friends and colleagues, John Osier and Jonathan Bridges, were sitting with me in the living room in a guest house in Ethiopia in, in Addis Ababa. And we had been working on this project for five years and a lot of work, a lot of planning. We really felt like we were called. Literally, we felt like God wanted us to be doing impact work in the country of Ethiopia. Jonathan actually had moved there with his family so that he could immerse himself in the culture, learn the language. And he had tested a lot of our ideas and researched some different impact strategies. I can't tell you how many trips, those exploratory trips we talked about back and forth between the U.S. and Ethiopia thousands of kilometers driving around the country on those crazy banged up roads. We were really invested, deeply invested in what I affectionately call my adopted country. But in that moment, as we all sat there, all three of us knew that this was the moment of decision. I, I remember that there was a, a long period of silence. I'm sure it was only a, a few seconds but it literally felt like 10 minutes. And I thought about all that we wanted to do, all that we had dreamed about. Then all those fears and worries and what-ifs came rushing back into my mind. I mean, we had hundreds of spreadsheets and all, those, all the ones that failed, right? All the scenarios that failed rushed back into my mind. And, and I have to, if I'm being honest, I have to confess, I was overcome with fear. I still remember that. But as I thought about all of the potential dangers and chances for failure, I also started to think about all of the potential for life-changing impact. Jobs for people that could lift them from a devastating poverty that we had experienced and seen. Give them dignity. I could see the faces of children going to school that previously didn't have that opportunity. I could see hope in people's faces. I see their smiles. And... In that moment, I felt a sense of peace and a sense of calling that calmed and almost, as I think back on it, overwhelmed the fear. It's not that the fear wasn't gone, but it just it didn't overwhelm me. And I, I literally remember having almost an out-of-body experience. I remember almost, you know, when you have an experience and it's like you're looking down on the room or, or whatever, and I could see the three of us down there. Um, and I could hear myself, right, saying almost exactly what John and JB simultaneously said. This is it. I believe this is what God wants us to do. And then those crazy, frightening three words, let's do it. Another thing that Roosevelt said, this was Franklin D., the great president, he said that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear of failure. And the fear that all three of us felt before we said, let's do it, they didn't go away magically. But when we weighed them against the assessment, to quote President Roosevelt, that something else is more important, that is the lives of those people that we serve in Ethiopia, we made that commitment. We jumped off the cliff. <laughs> is what it felt like. So 
The decision to execute your impact strategy, I would argue, is not the beginning of your journey. Let me say that again. The decision to execute is not the beginning of the journey. Your journey began a lot earlier, simply as an idea or a dream or a vision. And as you've heard in my story, even as a child, that journey was beginning. And as you will likely look back and notice and see years down the road, the decision to execute is going to be one of several key moments along your journey. In a very real sense, the execution, or at least the decision to execute the strategy, is just another step. It's just another part of the process. And if you stop at this point of decision and you lose your focus, the journey will slow or maybe even stop. But if you keep taking those steps forward, you continuously come back to that idea of relentless, relentless forward progress. Each step gets you closer to the goal. Never perfection, right? Because it never goes exactly according to your plans. But each attempt to execute your strategy and then hone it will get you closer. And then the next time you figure out your mistakes, you figure out what you did good, you hone those and you continue the process. Somebody told me one time that every mistake you make is an opportunity to revisit your assumptions and make adjustments. And I'll be candid. That's easy to talk about when I'm sitting in my nice air-conditioned office. When I'm over in Ethiopia looking at those mistakes and errors in the face, it's a lot more challenging to see it as an opportunity. But that is, that's the fact of the matter. As you continually revisit your unique description of impact, it's going to keep you focused. You're going to keep revisiting the design of your plan. You'll keep refining it. You'll keep adjusting the measurements of your impact, the metrics, right, that you've developed. You're going to be constantly, relentlessly, we'll use that word again, enhancing them. And all those things that you've been thinking about will unknowingly become your framework that you're going to consciously and unconsciously continue to refine, enhance, and hone, refine, enhance, and hone, refine, enhance, and hone over and over and over again. The ideas of impact, execution, metrics, relentless forward progress, all on the road, all on the journey to impact. When Liz and I began our journey to impact, I'm not really sure we knew that we had started it. But we could look back later on and see that without a doubt, our calling and our mission and our direction was clearly orchestrated to go in a specific direction. And I say that because maybe the whole key to impact is just simply getting started. Strategy is important. You can tell that's really important to me. Thoughtful planning is important. Understanding your impact framework is really important, but at some point, you've, you've got to do it. A friend used to tell me it's really hard to steer a ship at anchor, and that's true. I know I'm mixing metaphors, but once you've got your flight plan, you've checked the weather, you've loaded the plane, you go through your pre-flight checklist, you got to take off, right? And I don't think any experienced pilot would ever expect you to go on a decently long flight, say from... Memphis to Los Angeles without making course corrections. And that's exactly the same for you on this journey to impact. But if you don't take off, right, if you don't get started, you're never going to get to the destination. And if one of the most important keys to impact is getting started, I'd also suggest to you that it's one of the greatest barriers to impact. And, and I really, I think that's because no matter how much time and energy you put into strategy and planning, you will experience failures. 
And speaking from the perspective of a perfectionist, that's terrifying to me. Not because I necessarily fear failing as much as I fear hurting the people that I failed. And if the area of impact that you've chosen is important, and it's going to be important or you wouldn't be doing it, then failures are going to have a human cost to them. And sometimes that cost is significant. And even as I sit here now, there's tears in my eyes when I see the faces of children that I haven't been able to help. But you've got to figure out that somehow there's a balance between striving for impact, getting off the bench, getting started, while also experiencing failures. Thanks for listening. Please share this episode if you know somebody that would benefit from it. And leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts to help more people find out about Journey to Impact. Until next time, embrace, build, 